All right, we're here. We're here. So, how, how you doing, bud? I'm doing much better than Kiki Palmer's baby daddy. I'll I'll let you know that. So I'm Ooh. in a great mood after letting it out. How about you? Uh, I'm well. I I would say that I'm doing better than him as well. Um, but then again, I just went through the red door. So um, wait, what is that in the corner of my room? Oh no! What? What? Oh, okay. All right. Well, well. Uh, since going through the red door, I'm seeing demons now. Okay, we're we're not okay. Yeah. So I guess I'm not seeing Insidious anytime soon. Uh, ap- apparently not. Apparently not. But unless I drag you back, you, you <laughs> listen. I can't uh be the only person that whose eyes are now opened. That's I, need, fair. I need to drag everybody in this call here with me. All right. And since you say everyone in the call, we do have a special guest today. We will be introducing her a bit later. But Kimber, Special Agent K, thank you for joining us on our secret invasion missions episode. Yeah. Three. Happy to be here. Yes. So I'm Demetrius. And I'm Demetrius. And Michi Meach presents Blurred City Podcast. All right. So again, as we mentioned, we do have a special guest for our mid, uh, it's not mid-season finale, but the midpoint of the <laughs> secret invasion run last week went a bit off the rails every time we go off the rails we always need someone to kind of get us right back on track so that's what we're going to try to do with that hit us with the legal spiegel all right the purpose of this podcast is to explore digital and print media all sources we reference are owned by the respective companies and our thoughts and opinions are strictly our own and the squirrel queen and reflect no biases or corporate agendas whatsoever your discretion is advised all hail to the squirrels all right. So before before we get into just like the shenanigans of this week's episode and just breaking down uh, Secret Invasion, we like to really introduce our guests, let the people know who you are. So, Kimber, who are you? I'm Kimber, as you've said. Um, I am a teacher and a big advocate of the nerdum. Nice, nice. So like what were some of your favorite shows and characters growing up? Um, so I think everything like that, it started, kickstarted when I was really young and I would watch cartoons in the morning. Um, it was always the Snorks and then the Smurfs and then Scooby-Doo came on. Um, Scooby-Doo was my favorite. And then when I was a little bit older, my mom introduced me into the world of Harry Potter and then everything just kind of spiraled from there. Uh, my favorite characters growing up. Um, so like at a young age, Scooby-Doo, um, Hermione and Harry Potter and Dobby, Han Solo and Chewie in Star Wars, and then Gamora and Thor in Marvel. Nice, nice, nice. Meet your question. Nice, nice. So so you just mentioned all your favorite shows and when I so uh why how come you never left the nerd life? Oh, I just love the concept of like exploring something that isn't your own and getting engulfed into a whole other world to just escape. Um, I love the visuals and uh, just the love you develop for all these characters and just uh, them being carried over for several movies and series. I don't know. You just develop this love and this just this type of escape. And I really like that. So what are you kind of into now? Um, my big two are Star Wars and Marvel. It's probably the two things I keep up with the most. And then I sprinkle in a little bit of DC, Lord of the Rings, um, and then The Witcher of late. So that's your coin. <laughs> yes, indeed. All right. Thanks. So thanks. Uh, we're so glad to have you, Agent K, uh, Agent Meach, and Agent Falanchini Gami are here to help us. So with that, episode three, Betrayed, Pulse of the People, 
since you are a guest, how did you generally feel about this episode without kind of spoiling? Um, I think I said earlier that everything and nothing happened at the same time. There was just a lot of opening doors and then no answers to the doors that were open. So for me, um, it was an episode that kind of sets up um, some conflict to be solved and some really cool avenues to explore. Um, but that's how I felt about it. Okay. So definitely got to be careful about mentioning doors around me, but how, how do you feel <laughs> the pulse of the people generally uh well uh according according to the demon that's sitting in my corner all right um apparently uh it the the name of the episode feels very apt uh i we some people feel betrayed um some people feel uh so, some people feel some hurt feel some type of way about the events that happened in this episode uh still a lot of questions that need to be answered uh but a couple questions did from last week did get answered so i'm just like oh okay okay you, you're starting to pick pick it up a bit but at the same time you 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 raising more than you're answering so help how yeah general i feel like people kind of just with the ending that we'll talk about kind of felt like how they did at the end of episode one where it's like come on really but at the same time i do feel like it was like hey Things are really, well, kind of moving, but at the same time, there's still more to get to. And a lot of people have done deep dives about trailers and who and who wasn't in said trailers. <laughs> so we can get into that. Uh, so let's get into our breakdown and recap of episode three, if you want to start us off. All right. So first thing that uh, we got to talk about is the fact that, like, essentially, Gravik, he essentially talks with a bunch of the... Uh, the 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 scroll council if you will and he he brings up the term that i was that i basically called throughout this entire series and that in is, episode one in episode one that i called it out and and now i knew the plan was here they trying to create super scrolls they just all right marvel run me my money i'm just saying <laughs> that i'm just saying but uh since you yeah he's just like hey i'm gonna need a. Uh, I'm going to have like super scrolls. We using the DNA of all these heroes. We're replicating powers now. And we're going to like infiltrate the Navy. We got some rogue operatives out there and we're going to blow up a UN aircraft and cause World War Three, even though World War Three is about to happen in real life. But but that's neither here nor there. That's neither here nor there. I, I ain't talking about that right now. But uh, but yeah. And then but yeah, if you want to talk about that for just a little bit. Yeah. Kimber, you got anything? Um, I think like the biggest like just thing for me was just kind of that interaction between Talos um and uh Fury and going to see the commander um and just kind of how like Gaia saves the day, I think was that big moment in me. All right. So we'll get to that definitely. Uh so going from there, we do get a flashback of Fury back in, I believe, 1998, and we see Vara, her school name, and then uh who's also Priscilla, her human name. So we'll get into the, the downfalls of being a scroll lover later. <laughs> but uh, with that, with that, we kind of see how their relationship starts off. And there's a really like, I don't want to say it was a cool interaction, but uh, later when we go back to the present day where she's like, hey, I had to mourn you twice. One, because you, you know, turned to dust, dust in the blip. And then two, whenever you came back, you then immediately went to space. One thing that I do kind of need to see since Fury has been gone for such a long time, they need to explain his like disappearance the second time. 
just because we don't really know, like we didn't really see him in space except for that one time in Spider-Man Far From Home, where yep. it was just like, hey, we thought this entire time you were on planet, it turned out to be Talos, and actually you're chilling um, on the spaceship. And we don't know like the ramifications because the entire first three episodes, people have been like, hey, Fury, you're that guy, you're that guy, you're that guy. But then you ran off and hid in space for like five or X amount of years. So I kind of want to see them explain that in the next three episodes as well. But moving forward, um, we do see there's kind of like a break in trust with that. Um, and just like she well, may or may not be working with Gravik. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, take out take over me. All right. So after the the two lovebirds decide to uh, essentially go separate for a little bit, um, we essentially have Gravik ending up meeting up with Talos, having that parlay, if you will. And when I tell you that this man Gravik is on some some true villain timing, I I'm like, good heavens. So so like, of course, they're at this uh, museum. They looking at the art piece. And he essentially spouts out his whole philosophy, like, hey, we got, like, all these soldiers, they go out, they fight these wars, but then these politicians, they get all the credit, and they send real cozy, real smooth out here. I'm just like, mm, he, he kind of spitting, he kind of spitting a little, he kind of spitting a little, but uh, but you ain't going to give me that easy graphic because uh, you killed Maria, so I, I can't <laughs> with you, um throughout this entire series. And he essentially, like, and then they sit down, and basically he just says, like, Tells Talos basically tells like, hey, I'm gonna need you to like just 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 stop, right? I mean, just just stop killing humans, stop being a ruthless genocidal maniac. And Grab is like, I see your point, and I'm gonna raise you one. How about no? And then I'm gonna make sure that that Gaia stays in one piece. And then Talos, t- of course, that triggered Talos, and he decided to uh, run up on him. Got, got his hands around it, man's throat, and then all, a bunch of scrolls were right there. It's like, oh, nah. This man's about to get jumped in this, at this whole entire meeting. But <laughs> but nah, nah, they, they they didn't get to scrapping yet. And, and essentially, like, he just said, like, hey, as long as you keep guy's name out your mouth, you, we, we straight, we square, even though we on opposite views. And just to prove it, I'm stabbing your hand. Uh and just like John Wick 4. Yep. Just man. Actually, John Wick 3. Oh, three and four, but four. <laughs> it was both of them actually, because John Wick did the same thing. But uh, <laughs> uh but yeah, so like when he pulls it off, you see that he heals himself with extremists. Um, which which I'm like, oh boy, well, he about to be super scroll number one, and we about to uh all right, I'm gonna need somebody to run his pockets, call the Avengers. Call, call Doctor Strange. Call Spider Man. Call somebody. Oh wait, I, y'all don't know who Spider Man is anymore. Uh, <laughs> uh, call Venom. No way, y'all don't know who he is. Dang it, who we are. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that's just pretty much a. And then from there, essentially, Nick he he basically finds Taylor. Is like, hey, and you can see like a real just buddy cop uh, dynamic between the two of them, which I really loved. And they're just like, all right, um, so. I need your help. <laughs> Basically. Like, just straight, like just straight up. I, I I need your help, Talos. I I I ain't where I am without you. Like I I'll, I'll kiss your feet. Do whatever it takes as long as we go murk this man. Uh murk this man Bob who who's the one who's basically letting the order uh of a murder the UN happen. 
Yeah. So Kimber, you got anything uh, with that part? Um, yeah, just to kind of like rewind, rewind it back a bit. And like speaking of villains um, and super serum. So I know a couple episodes ago on episode one, you guys had mentioned the flag smashers and how they were looking for a home and how they were trying to access super serum. Um, and that made me think of Sharon Carter. Um, because she was like, you know, I'm just in it for the super serum. I, you know, I didn't really care about you. And um, in Falcon Winter Soldier, you know, she just she kills people without remorse. And that was not Sharon Carter before the blip. Um, when I think it's Endgame, when they're showing Infinity Wars, where they're showing the pictures of everyone that got blipped, Sharon Carter's in that picture. Now, whether she got blipped or went to the like criminal underworld, um, you know, during that time, it's kind of up for grabs. But it makes me wonder, did her getting kind of exiled from the state turn her that bad and into a villain? Or like, is she a scroll? And at this point, like, for everybody, you're like, are they a scroll? Like, I don't know, like, <laughs> they could be they could not. Um, but, you know, I just want to know, like, if there's connection between her and Gravik and getting them super serum just with all the like the underground connections she has. That is that is interesting. That's definitely interesting because when they showed last week the different, uh, well, the four different powers, DNA samples, no, don't know how to say it, but essentially like when they showed that to him, it was like, how did you get each of these? Like, it's so weird, like, because all of them were at like different points in time. So with that, uh, one thing with the meeting before Talos, see, this is where Gravik Meech, it's hard because like he might be a villain after our own hearts. He leaves breadcrumbs for Gaia where um, one, he already like asked her like, hey, the dude that got clapped last week uh, that we shot that we knew snitch, but we he didn't know where the hideout was like only us four knew where the hideout was. So like something's not right there. And then also when he got out the car, he like specifically was on the phone call and he was like hey we're gonna bomb this you know aircraft or whatever with this specific submarine like that wasn't that had to be intentional so like he's he's locked in like we said meet uh, see i see it's like you love it but you hate it at the same time because this man's down despicable but uh, again I, I can't get over him and maria uh it's like you if you kill a beloved character like you you immediately you immediately down down here for me i don't care what you say i need your pockets ran that's fair and then we also see that guy she helps her father talos so she is officially like on their side it was kind of like 50 50 going into like the past two episodes but it was more or less confirmed in this one so moving past that kind of with the team up <laughs> the buddy cop show they get a little bit of help from sonia fallsworth and then the two of them have a very interesting conversation outside of bob's house if y'all want to take over from there Ooh, oh yeah yeah and by outside you mean when they were driving up to when they got there but essentially how talos is basically like hey nick um essentially like you weren't you were at the bottom it was up to us that basically got you where you were you it's like when you were trying to you were just a fledgling you you were at the bottom and then you stumbled on to us. Then we became your secret network. We got you all your connects. We did some hits for you. We essentially, we made you Nick Fury. So I need my respect. And and essentially like, and Nick is just basically like, so is you done? Because <laughs> we here. And that's the main thing I took out of that. I was like, okay, listen, like, 
like Talos, he just wants to be acknowledged. He wants to be acknowledged as an equal. He wants to be acknowledged as like, hey, he he just want he just wants his flowers. He just wants his flowers from Nick, because all Nick been doing is using, 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 and I feel that on a completely personal and emotional level. <laughs> um. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true too, Demon. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he. Yeah, uh, he he basically saying we need we need uh, powers too, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So essentially, like, hey, just just Talos pouring his heart out, heart out to Nick, but doing it in a pretty funny manner. What I found really interesting about that part, uh, when they were talking about how you know the backwards relationship between humans and dogs, but I'll, I'll save that for another podcast. Uh, but <laughs> I did not want to touch that with an eighty foot pole. <laughs> but with that. Um, really just Talos being like, hey, show me appreciation. And it's like, hey, you're talking about you had to cover up my messes. And like you mentioned, Mitch, we basically made you. Uh, so don't like twist the story in front of me. You know, that's kind of hurtful. And I think like really Talos with Nick Fury, what we see in the past two, three episodes, is like, this is my friend that I want to not treat me like he's like, I'm his lackey. And essentially like he wants that appreciation. He wants that, like you said, equality in a sense of like standing and so that was really interesting conversation and then i was going to have a big question about is nick fury really him after gravit kind of explained that and we're seeing like how nick fury came to be that was immediately answered in the next scene where uh talos gets made because you know we'll talk about scrolls and how they need to disguise themselves better later but talos essentially gets made um then he gets taken upstairs, held hostage by Bob. And then Nick Fury takes the son of Bob and like he puts it to his head. And he's like, hey, we can play games or you can you can give us these nuclear codes. Uh, so with that, they kind of like have a very tense scene where it's like they only have so much time before um, the, the warship is going to blow up the UN plane. Um, if y'all want to talk about that scene as well. Yeah. So I think like, at least for me, that that scene was like really... It was high strung also because like the the music that was building and then us cutting to them on the submarine. You had the scrolls like, hey, these hey orders is orders. Um, Good soldiers follow orders. If, no, if you know, <laughs> good soldiers follow orders. If you know, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, shout out to all my Clone Wars fans. But um, <laughs> batch, baby. But he essentially like he's like, hey, let's let's fire it up and then you tell like the other dude he he ain't no scroll because he hesitating he's like man i really don't want to do this this sounds like a stupid decision and it would have been amazing for me if he just went a wall right then and there but that that wouldn't that wouldn't but the ending is actually even more satisfactory so he does that and then and then you get bob here straight up antagonizing taylor it's like oh yeah yeah okay we we figured you out we we know your Yo, uh, your stupid daughter guy is a traitor. It's like, up, oh, up, oh, you you didn't hit the guy button. Boom, boom. RIP to Bob because Talos put a few rounds in him. And now, now they're scrambling because they're scrambling to figure out the codes. And then he ends up calling Gaia on a phone that, if you if you remember, like after like the graphic conversation, Talos bumps into an old man who then gives him a phone. That was a hundred percent guy right there. I, I don't know yeah. if you guys like caught that, but I was like, yeah, because mm-hmm. I saw like some reviews there, like they don't know who that was or like what the intention was. Like, no, no, that was her. 
and and then she and then like she goes to where uh Bob actually was mm-hmm. <laughs> and and like probes his memories like okay 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 I know exactly who who uh what the passcode is of course it's the son's name because why wouldn't it be <laughs> I don't know why they didn't try that first but so Talos was able to deactivate like send the goes like hey hey mission abort abort and this is where one of my favorite scenes comes up because that scroll he tried he, yes. he tried to launch it anyways and, and bro's like man if you don't get your, <laughs> if your dumb cell phone somewhere he's definitely arrested like he, arrested nah six, six bullets is going in that man if that was me no Kimber you you want to you want to talk about this that's it so I want to talk about more. Um, so I thought it was interesting that originally Talos, he doesn't take the kid. You know, he sees the kid, he leaves him alone. He, you know, he kind of has like that fatherly moment. Um, and then Nick just takes the kid. He's like, this is how we're going <laughs> to negotiate, you know. Um, you know, which makes me wonder, you know, Nick has a wife. You know, he could have a kid, but that scene kind of made it feel like maybe he doesn't have a kid and kind of that like empathy. Um, and then, you know, obviously you don't want to kill a kid, but Taylor's pretty quickly kills Bob. And so I think just a, that's kind of like the theme in the show is like there's just like killing without thought. Um, like there's no like you know, there's not a ton of drawn out dialogue. You know, it's pretty you had mentioned in an earlier episode talking about um Andor, like it is darker. Um, and you kind of get that sense in the show. Um, but that's really kind of what popped out uh, to me. And then, you know, that's 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 a good point about just like killing without, you know, thought, because literally he doesn't. It's just like, bam. And then how Maria got clapped. Bam. Uh, so and then the next step that we quote unquote death that we talk about where. Uh, so with that, he t- tails tells guy to get out and. I have a question, two questions from this, uh, but essentially she tries to flee. She turns to herself, gets on a bike, goes down the only dirt road that could lead in and out of the place. Uh, Gravik is like, yeah, I knew it was you. Um, you fell into my mousetrap that I set up just like I thought it would. And then he hit her with the coldest line. He was like, essentially, yeah, if World War Three started, that would have been exquisite but you know finding out who the traitor was was essential and so that was you and then so she was like hey you you gotta have to kill me uh she should have hit him with the what happened to my mom (laughs) but she didn't so she tried to stand tall about uh how people you know you're gonna lead our people to destruction and he's like cool shoot 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 her and leaves uh so with that she you know she's in her skull form and then we move forward to the final scene, which again, Meech, I think you might have written the show. Um, we go to Vara slash Priscilla. She gets a phone call and everyone is saying that who she was talking to, their voice sounded like Rhodey. I don't know, but it could be. So she does know graphic, which she slightly kind of was misleading about to Fury earlier on. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, so she, she, she gets a call and is like, hey, I'm trying to speak to Gravik, and then that person says, like, nah, because you're speaking to me now. You know, I listen to that on my headphones. Like, my, well, yeah, like, my AirPods, I listen to it on, like, two different headsets. I'm like, and, of course, the TV. So I I was trying to make sure, like, man, who who is that? I was like, I know that, I know that ain't who I think it is. And then I hear, I'm like, if that's Rhodey, run me my money. <laughs> Run me my money because 
no way I'm calling Rhodes being a scroll. And then it kind of kind of tied into earlier in the episode, uh, Fury said, hey, I know of a high ranking American official that's in London. Guess who was in London in the previous episode? Rhodey, who was literally talking to the president right next to him in episode one. So it's it's a cookie crumb, but it's definitely like tying there. Maybe they'll try to hit us with like, you know, a genjutsu um, show us it's a trap, but I'm not sure. But two questions that I have that are actually kind of it's questionable writing. One. Um, so if it's it relates to Gaia. So I kind of have to ask them together. So for the first one, Nick Fury, out of all people, wouldn't figure out, like, wouldn't demand that the scrolls let him know there's a way to, like, figure out the scrolls or scrolls, right? But um, with that, which is, like, kind of shocking to me. So, like, the fact that you just don't know, you just don't know, it's kind of weird. But it's been established that even scrolls can't tell who scrolls are uh, throughout the course of the episode and then even tying back into Captain Marvel. So with that, why wouldn't Gaia just turn into somebody else or just turn into like a butterfly and go away? Why turn into herself and flee? That doesn't make any sense to me. Well, firstly, the fact that I don't even think they can turn into butterflies and fly like that. I, I saw that um in a, something I read is like they said that the scrolls can turn into any living creature and replicate their DNA perfectly. The question is, do they even have said DNA, but uh, on them? That, uh, you could literally turn into anything else, anybody else. It's been a, she could turn into the old man to hide in the base. Yeah, could turn into the old man that gave Fury the phone. I mean, gave Talos the phone. But uh, but no, nah, I think uh, I think that was just poor decisions on her her end. It was it was just raps for her, like because don't forget she's still like basically a a teenager in this show. Mm-hmm even though she's a super terrorist, but still a teenage super terrorist, none the same. And if scroll physiology is the same as humans, then, um, yeah, them hormones and uh, brain development skills did not kick in. So so she was most definitely not locked in. And that's a good way to cover for bad writing. Kimber, you got anything? Well, I'm wondering, like, what happens to the bodies of the people they're overtaking when they die? Because remember, she went back to bob and look through his memories and i couldn't like i'm trying to remember like if he had any wounds on him like when she was looking through his memory bank like what happens to those people you know i think they just remain in the their state of you know getting mind melded or whatever is that right Beach? uh i think so but uh like that's something that never got addressed before um my assumption would be like okay they would they would Okay, they would still have the memories only if, like, that person took those memories beforehand. But after that person dies, of course, they have as long as however the however much time, like seven minutes or so, that the brain still functions after death. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, memory's gone. R.I.P. Yes. And then also now relating to Vara slash Priscilla, we, we told you people about loving scrolls and uh, how that can go wrong. These these untrustworthy scrolls. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> it's about I kind of don't want to touch this topic <laughs> with a 50 foot pole. Oh, now you don't want to join me on, on the train. <laughs> but the demon on my shoulder is telling me otherwise. You know what, buddy? Let's do this. All right, let's get into this. Let's hit some squirrel loving. All right, let's let's talk about uh why why this was a terrible idea. 
because now Fury, she know your secrets, my guy. Well, except for the secret of why you was on that spacecraft, but um, but she know your secrets, she know your plans, and so does Gravik. It's wraps for you, my guy. It's like if she if she ever turned, if Talos ever turned, it's wraps for you. Mm-hmm. And you don't have any contingency plan that we know of. If your contingency plan is Miss Marvel, I mean Captain Marvel, my bad, my fault, my fault. If Captain Marvel, then nah, it's over. <laughs> Hail to the Squirrel Queen. That's all I gotta say to that. Kimber, you got anything uh for the rest of the sh- any part of the show? No, I think that's it. So yeah. And just like you mentioned with if Tails turned on Tails actually gave like a really sweet line in the uh show where he said where Fury asked, What happens if you turn on me or would you turn on me? And Tails says, You don't know me that well, apparently, because I want to join graphic because I'm with you. And that was deep. And that like really shows like it speaks to who Tails' character is and then also his relationship with Fury. So with that, we can get into the MVP of the week. I have mine. Do you two have any? Kimber, you have yours? Yes. Uh, Mine's Gaia. Like, she saved the day. Now her escape was questionable at best after she just did something (laughs) smart. But, I mean, watch the trailer. That's all I got to say about that. (laughs) Nice. Meech. Oh, man. Uh, Well, besides besides Gaia, I would say my MVP would be Talos. Because of the fact, like, he had such strong convictions he he out here pressing Gravik, even though he had a bunch of scrolls on him. Uh the fa- and he was pressing him with zero fear or hesitation. And then there's also the fact like he was he was out here murking folks left and right. Like he didn't care if he was scroll or not, which I'm like, mm-hmm. pop off, King. Come pop off. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he he definitely my MVP. Yeah, that's that was the same as my um for my MVP, definitely Talos, because he did what needed to be done. And then just to see that evolution of how in the first episode he's a, a pacifist to like in this third episode where he's like, yo, I'm about whatever needs to get done, getting done. So definitely MVP. With that, we're going to transition into our big question of the week. Uh, doesn't have to relate to the show, could be adjacent. So what do you two have? What you got, Kimber? Um, my question was, do you think that the Marvel universe is taking a turn and kind of exploring something more dark and not having those heroes save the day moments in the end? I definitely, it's definitely whenever they involve shield, AKA like kind of Captain America esque type storytelling, it always gets more like shades of gray, like winter soldier, uh, civil war, where it's just kind of like, Oh, is this story really kind of how you know what we're seeing is it actually what happened so huh see i don't know what grab like obviously gravic wants to destroy humanity that's not going to happen we have secret wars and we have king dynasty coming up <laughs> we have to get to that somehow humanity needs to be around but i do feel like something seismic will and should happen because of that yeah yeah definitely i do think like when it comes to having a darker ending um like you can have like an ending where the hero kind of somewhat saves the day but it's like they win the battle yet they're losing the war type of deal and if if this show is anything to go by right now psh, heck you nick fury might not uh be be in the good graces of everybody at the end of this that's mm-hmm. that's all i gotta say about that one um but yeah do you have any more questions 
No, that was my big one. It just made me think of that because now I'm, if you've seen Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, sorry, spoiler alerts if you haven't seen it, um, you know, it was a bit darker and I know the movie kind of gave me like the heebie-jeebies as far as like looking at, on Rocket's past. Now they did kind of have like that heroes save the day moment, but there was this very like, I don't know, like human realism of it where, you know, you, it didn't end how you would expect like Gamora didn't join them. They split up, you know, it just wasn't kind of that pretty bow that gets tied um and i kind of like that though like it was it was different and it was just it was humanistic you know um and so that's kind of where, where the question had come from but that was my my one so that's good yeah it was a very mature ending for that tears all around <laughs> even if they had one of the hypest songs playing for it uh so my question of the week is it relates to the conversation that talos and fury had in the car and in my question is, how do we quantify success? Because with that, the entire time, you know, of Marvel, it's like Fury is this guy who single-handedly like propped himself up. He's the intellectual god, super spy, everything. And then Tails is like, hey, you were a nobody without us. With us, you like rose to the top. But kind of in the same sense is Fury was able to manage those resources to his use. Uh, he was useless in finding them a home, but that's here nor there. Um, and then just like with that, we've seen him be kind of productive in just like different areas of like the Marvel universe where he has been like, hey, let me get the Avengers together. Hey, let me like put people in the right places to kind of combat. Like he had the right idea about the Avengers and it did show like in Infinity War, if you guys were together from the beginning, Thanos wouldn't have gotten the Infinity Stones. We could have stopped him, but everyone was separate. And that was also when Fury was out of the picture. So that was kind of my question. Yeah, and that was great questions, too. That's a great question, too. I think for me, I actually have a couple. Firstly, I mean, you you alluded to it earlier when we were talking about, like, uh, we are talking about Priscilla and how she had to mourn him twice. And that begs the question, like, like what is the thing that caused Fury to decide to go into space in the first place and to create sword. Uh, I feel like that's a question that definitely needs to get answered and like, and give him a really like, why would he leave his wife, especially knowing that he returned and like knowing that she spent five years basically mourning him. And like, why, why would he do that? So that's definitely one. And the other thing is actually, uh, just basically what's going to happen at the end. So like when it comes to Talos, right? When he learns, when he learns about the fate of Gaia, what is this man? What is that scroll about to do? Is he about to go on a murder path against graphic? Is it going to be like a situation where it's like graphic is actually the key to like fixing a certain situation. And Nick Fury needs him alive to do that. But Talos is like, nah, he needs to die because you see in this episode that just mentioning Gaia's name is enough to get you to kill him, get him to kill, even in high stress, high strong scenarios like with Bob. Like you needed Bob alive to get the codes out, yet he killed him in a split instinct just because of Gaia. So like, is he going to do the same to Gravik? And like, would Fury need to stop slash rain them in that's a great one also remember he does believe graphic is responsible for his wife dying so the yep, same that's... person killed your wife and your daughter 
yep, it's it's wraps. It's wraps as soon as he learns. It's wraps. And and like even going along with that, it also like it's it's like one of those things that you're seeing in a lot of different like stories and whatnot. It's like, all right, the two friends who are like who are in it together, but then the antagonist does something to break one of them and causing him to kind of turn rogue. And now it's up to the other friend to kind of like stop him from doing something that'll just screw everything up. I'm like, and that's why I'm like, why y'all focusing focusing way too hard on this relationship between Fury and Talos? Like, is is this a catalyst for them breaking breaking up? Basically, I love that you mentioned that. So, leading into that, now we can get into our predictions for next week and the big picture view. So, Agent K, if you want to take it, um, next week I'm thinking we'll see more of Rhodey, Vara, that connection to Gravik, you know, just the makings of that. I'm hoping we're going to see more of a teaming up between Sonya and Fury, um, and then just more information on the super serum and kind of how that's going to go for, like, the injection of the scroll. Mitch? Well, I basically explained, like, my big picture view, uh, but in terms of next week's uh, episode, I really just want to see, like, all right, A- is Ta- is Taylor gonna find out? B is Gaia actually dead? Or are we gonna confirm it? Yes or no? Or um, I already see your look. I, I'm kind of in agreement too, but uh, but 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 we're we're leaving that for the audience. And then tank pin death. And then uh, and then big three is of course like just fury getting his groove back because this is episode four of six if this man doesn't get his groove back at this point i feel like if they wait too long it's gonna be a bit of a cop-out yes uh so kind of with my predictions for next week obviously they i feel like they've been answering a lot of questions that we've had in the very next episode for a lot of them so i feel like we're gonna find out what priscilla slash lara was doing next episode whether Rhodey gets revealed as a scroll or not I feel like that's an episode five thing rather than episode four thing but we definitely need at some point either a major flashback to like five years ago or like Fury explaining why he didn't like stay on earth why he had to like completely leave and never come back uh for as long as he did and with that kind of relating to what you said Meech Tails is going to find out because I feel like Gravik is going to make fun of him for it. He's like, oh, you can't protect your daughter. You can't protect your wife. How do you think you can protect the scrolls? Uh, So I think he's going to hit him with a bar like that. But then kind of what you said, it's either Fury's going to have to rein Tails in or it's they're going to like go completely (laughs) out of pocket uh, for the rest of three episodes. And then also, like you mentioned, Kimber, we definitely need to see more of Sonya uh, in some capacity. So big picture Marvel view, anything else? I mean, I basically said my piece already. All right. So we can move forward from there. Um, We've covered Secret Invasion, but we do want to do a quick mailbag just because we recorded this episode after the episode that you'll hear on our main podcast on Wednesday. So Meech, if you want to hit us with the questions. All right, so this is a buy, our boy, Miran Jojo, uh, the man of many talents, 
and also uh, movie opinions. <laughs> and so his first question is, do you guys ever wonder if is there a universe of you guys to where y'all aren't watching comic book movies? Oh, okay, okay, I see. I see how you wrote. So, do you guys ever wonder if there's a universe of us like not watching comic book movies due to both franchises not doing well? I would say of in in the infinite multiverse, <laughs> yes, there would be one. Um as far as is this the current universe? Nah. <laughs> Not by a long shot, because even though DC fumbled the bag heavily in every single turn, um uh, we we got James Gunn helming it. He 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 hopefully he gonna be the savior. If if not, then um well that's wraps on DC. Um I was gonna say one thing. Uh sorry to cut you off. Superman legacy better be an S tier movie because <laughs> they put in way too much hype on this movie for it to be like normal. Like it can't even be like basic level. Like it has to be like an S tier movie. <laughs> when like when we came on for like across the spider verse, it better be like that. That's all I'm gonna say <laughs> because James Gunn said the flash was one of the best superhero movies of all time. <laughs> and we're not doing that rant again. So that's all I'm gonna say about that. Demon, do you want me to go into the details about that? Oh no, no. All right, all right, all right. He he said no. Okay, so and then when it comes to that, like when it comes to Marvel, again, Marvel is just just still in stride right now. They still doing their thing. We still got got the uh, Sony verse. Uh, and by the Sony verse, I mean, <laughs> I mean into the Spider Verse, across the Spider Verse, and beyond the Spider Verse. That's that's the only. Oh yeah, and also Venom, Let There Be Carnage, and then uh Venom Three. Those are the only movies I'm acknowledging. Uh, the only movies that exist. All right. And so so they're still doing their thing. Uh, we're not gonna address the the two uh elephants in the room when it comes to the Sony verse, but uh but yeah, their their animated movies are uh, we we said it S tier, S plus, uh S for spider, and but yeah, so like I said, like we we're good there. We're good there. Kimber, you got any thoughts? Uh, I don't know if there'd be like a universe where I wouldn't be a part of some fandom, you know, I feel like I just always rooting for them. There's something I attach to and, you know, you go through the the highs and the lows with everything um, and just kind of hope for the best. Yeah. And plus, uh, reportedly, we're apparently getting the Spawn movie in 2025. But uh, I <laughs> but uh, but I'm I'm holding out hope, but I'm I'm weary. I'm weary of that because <laughs> uh, this writer strike is going crazy. <laughs> But yeah, so next question, which actually is going to tie into your to your thoughts on Superman Legacy being an S tier movie. What are y'all's thoughts on David Cornswit as the new Superman? I, I don't know what he's acted as before, so I can't give an honest opinion. And then I will also say this. I thought that um, Edward, uh, our boy uh, Pattinson, Robert Pattinson was not oh, going to be a great, yeah, was going to not going to be a great Batman. The Batman is a phenomenal movie. I, I'm not going to judge anybody that gets cast. It depends on the movie itself. Yeah. So the main thing I know, uh, David Cornsweet from is uh House of Cards because like he played like he played like in a few episodes of that. I can't remember. Oh wait, no, I think it. Yeah, I just remember seeing him in that show, and that's really it. Okay, I so, know we can't watch that show anymore. So, 
yep r.i.p um but but yeah so like again i'm i'm holding out hope holding out hope like the s on his uh chest that Mm -hmm. he's actually gonna do good and we all know like he's gonna be compared to to henry cavill we know he's gonna be compared to uh the actor who plays clark on the superman tv show right now and also to boy derek from teen wolf that you need to watch me (laughs) i'm not letting it go I know you're not, but uh, me and my demon say, nah, we ain't. We ain't watching Teen Wolf, all right? And High School Musical. <laughs> fight you. I will. You would have to fight me. It would be a straight up brawl before that happens. But uh, but yeah. yeah we were all in this together. Yes. Thank you. He doesn't have his head in the game. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> all right. So for... <laughs> For my last question, before I end up turning into some, before I let the demon take control, um, what's the one anime that ended that you would love to see come back for another season or a spinoff or prequel? Well, Bleach already got its redo, so that's one that I was super happy about. I would love if Soul Eater got fixed because that ending was trash. (laughs) But if they they did Soul Eater right, I I definitely would want to see that come back among others. I'll probably have to think about something else as well. Okay, good, good. Uh, well, seeing as how um, trapped in a dating simulator is getting season two, uh, I think my answers are my answers have my prayers have been answered. Um, but as far as like another one, oh wait, Hell's Paradise just got confirmed for a season two. So, all right, we're I'm sad. I'm sad. Um, oh, Hunter Hunter. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Hunter, Hunter. Yeah, at least have actually have the manga finish and then have the anime finish. Um, we do not need uh anime only endings. We do not need a repeat of a Full Metal Alchemist. We do not need a a, a giant filler arcs. A to- um, Tokyo Ghoul. Uh, I did not know Tokyo Ghoul had an uh, um. No, I'm talking about just anime endings. <laughs> I, I did not realize they had some. Oh, yeah. Also, we need a season two to Promise Neverland. Yes. Uh, I just thought about that. <laughs> yeah, we, we need a season two to that. We need we need that to be uh to done. Oh, and another show I saw like from back in the day that I know it ended, but like they it wasn't like finished correctly. Dead Man Wonderland. Hmm. Yeah, and if you look it up, it's it's actually a pretty dark show where basically a kid like gets framed for the murder of his entire class, gets sent to prison, and it turns out he has blood. He's he's a bloodbender. Uh <laughs> but yeah, like the way the show ended was just like eh. Okay. Kimber, do you watch anime? Uh no, I don't. I've seen one movie from is it Ghibli? Ghibli Studio? Studio Ghibli. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to remember what it's called. It's about like she flies on a broom and she oh, does. Oh, Kiki's delivery service. Yes, it was very cute though. I really loved it. It's it one of my favorites. Good. Yeah, it was really good. So I'll have to watch more. Nice, nice. All right. So were those all the questions, Mitch? Yep, it was. All right. So let's hit us with the plugs and then let's get up out of here. All right. So we have ourselves our Instagram and our Twitter at Blurred City 22. Like, follow, hit the bell for notifications. Um, you may see us on threads, but uh 
but yeah and then we have ourselves our uh our patreon and then our youtube page blurred city pod donate some cheddar you get yourself some extra content like our deconstruction of spider-man one more one more day that i wish never happened uh and then trash tastic four uh but but then we also have ourselves our discord linked into our instagram page that's where you can join a fine community of folks who can who are just really into memes and culture and just general uh degenerosity but uh but after that we have ourselves our nice email address where you can submit questions like moran jojo did blurred city 22 at gmail.com submit more questions for mailbags we'll be happy to answer your questions on the air uh and live on the air that that is a that is a question for later and then also submit like just other suggestions and things of that nature finally personally i'm the rogue jedi 21 on tiktok however long we have tiktok because that site is going down relatively soon um you you may catch me on threads uh aka the competitor to twitter but then again, I might get taken down from there, too, because I will be out of pocket. But then again, so will everybody else. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yes, that's just me. What do y'all got? Yes, for my individual author pages, you can catch my Instagram at Mitri underscore dash. So M-E-T-R-I underscore D-A-S-H. And for my Twitter at the Matt dash 16, which is also going the way of the dinosaur soon. <laughs> and then if you're interested in my book, Phantom Pains, A Most Irregular Tale, you can catch that on Amazon. Just finished the edits for uh, the first round of edits. Uh, about to get into the beta reta stage. So we are really close to finishing and releasing as intended. All right. So we usually leave people with words of encouragement. Kimber, we leave that to you as the guest for today. Oh, awesome. Um, it's never too late to find your love in the nerdum. Um, it always builds such like a childlike fun and connection, and you always find these great communities. So join the nerdum. Perfect. So as we always say, it's not goodbye forever. It's goodbye for now. And that's the Blurred City Podcast. See you later. Hail to the Squirrel Queen. Do not open the red door. Bye.